0: Morning Media Menu. I'm Jason Bogue, the editor of Media Bistro's publishing blog, Galley Cat, and your host for the next 10 minutes. I'm also joined by my partner in crime, TV newser, co-editor, and web newser, editor, Alex Weppern. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, Jason. How are you today? I'm pretty good. I am covered in a thin film of sweat from uh, the humidity out here in New York City. It's uh, pretty, pretty ridiculous, the heat today.
1: I think it's safe to say most of New York City is feeling, uh, feeling your pain.
0: Yes, and uh, but luckily we are in here in the uh, air-conditioned media bistro offices, and we have a guest who's calling us from a place where it is not humid at all. We have Maria Semple, who is the author of the brand-new novel, This One is Mine. And uh, Maria has a fascinating career to uh, talk about moving from television writing to novel writing, so we're going to talk about that transition and her new mo- novel. So good morning, Maria.
2: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's so good to have you. And you're calling from Seattle, correct? What's the weather like over yes. there? Just wanted to tease it's, us I'm
2: actually calling from an island off of Seattle, Vashon Island, and it's uh, overcast as usual.
0: <laughs> That's good. But uh, Great. Well, why don't you tell uh, – I know most people in the audience probably haven't checked out your novel yet. Why don't you introduce us to your novel first, and we'll go from there. This one is mine. Tell us a little bit about it.
2: Yes, well, this one is mine. It's um, a novel uh, that I like to – think of as kind of a modern-day Victorian novel in that it's about kind of uh, rich people, poor people, they live in L.A., and it's a story about marriage and a woman having a crazy affair and the various ancillary characters in her life, and it's funny and it's surprising and it's also kind of serious and hardcore, um, which the delightful piece of um, chocolate on the cover might not. Make you realize but it's it's, uh, it's, all, it's it's all it's all different things but uh but uh mainly about marriage and love and in I would
0: say okay yeah how much, how long have you been out of l a and what was it like writing about this place that used to be your whole life
2: well you know i actually i i recently moved out of l a and so I was writing the novel in l a and i um really just wrote about what was surrounding me, frankly, because I didn't have the confidence to write about anything other than what was <laughs> about five feet in front of me. I didn't know that I, that I could pull it off. And so I just kind of started to write about um, characters that I found interesting and full of energy, and I just had them uh, live in L.A. And so so it was very much um, – uh, w- 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 without intending to, it, I, I wrote an LA novel. It was really just a, mm-hmm. a function of trying to write what I felt like I had authority over. And now that I've moved away, actually, I I look at the book and I go, "Wow, that's such an LA book," you know. But at the time, it seemed very a, a, a very natural way for for people to live, and now it seems very unnatural.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, now you were in LA for a while writing for for television. I mean, did any of the you know your experiences there kind of did you adapt any of them for the for the novel?
2: Yes, well, I had my, my main character, her name is Violet Perry, who's a, uh, a new mother. I had her be a former television writer, which I act, actually, you know, which was what I was doing. And, and even though I, I really didn't include a lot of that, because I actually didn't want to write a Hollywood novel, you know, as opposed to an L.A. novel, I, my character's not really in show business, because I felt like that had kind of been done, and it was so... Cliche, and and I just wasn't really interested in that. I feel like if you have any kind of intelligence and you wrote about people in Hollywood, it would have to be kind of a parody, you know, mm, yeah. you, unless you're just totally uh, in the bubble without any perspective. But I and and I just wasn't interested in that. So I actually have them outside of the business, and and Violet, my character, had been a TV writer. But um, uh, I, I so no, I would say that I didn't really use the Hollywood. Um, Experience so much is just that the characters kind of had money and, and, and had a sense of, of confidence, I would say, going through hmm. the, the world, which is what you do in l a you know if you're in the business and you have a certain amount of success, uh, I think there's a, you just kind of drive around with a certain amount of confidence and feeling like the world is is watching you you know and what you do it, it's a very strange sense that what you do is important (laughs) you know it's really not that
1: important you know what was the transition like going from from writing for television to to writing a novel
2: it was uh, great I would say is that it was um, the the main difference I found is that when you write for television you have this huge you have a room of 10 really brilliant people or let's say a room of six brilliant people and four dead weight but we don't have to get into that (laughs) now but (laughs) <laughs> you know, those are really, there's like a handful of some really brilliant people that you're always working with. And whatever your name is on a script, it, it I think people out in America would shudder to know probably how much help anybody, if it, a script is written by Maria Semple. You know, it's probably 40% mine, you know, and mm. 60% other people. And that on some shows could be generous, you know, some shows mm. that other people could write most of it for you. You know, you always take a crack at the first draft, but then you have this other team of people coming in and really bringing it up to this much higher level. And so when I was writing a novel, I've got to say that I wrote my novel, I wrote it all by myself, I mean, obviously, but I, or <laughs> in the sense that I had no that I had no um MFA program or I'd never gone to school for it or anything. I just sat down and, wrote, like, thought, what would I want to read? You know, what would I think would make a really great novel? And I just wrote it. And I was really kind of surprised through the publishing process. I kept waiting for someone to kind of come around and make the, the novel better. <laughs> like, okay, where's the team that's going to come in and make sure I don't embarrass myself? And that that team never showed up, you know. So that was that's really kind of the shocking thing is how totally – alone you are in it you know and and it, Hmm. it probably sounds ridiculous to hear that from people who are used to writing fiction but that it's just not the reality out in LA it's a real team effort
0: I want to turn that question around the other direction because I know a lot of people in the New Yorker story issue, uh, which fiction issue, which just came out, there were two stories about people, writers, short story writers, or writers going to television or going to screenwriting. What, and I think there's a lot of people that are considering that right now as the publishing industry goes through some problems. What, what's your advice to these people that want to go from fiction to television writing or screenwriting?
2: Well, I would say just kind of pick you're imploding industry you know uh first of all because i don't know that i think that that the era of the huge money tv writing is just totally over you know i think that that i I just i just know from talking to my friends i think that right now if i was working in hollywood i would probably make one third uh i'd say a half to a third of what i was making four years ago and that's not just because i'm now old um (laughs) (laughs) Been out of the business for a while. Let's say I was I was young, uh, I would still be making less. You know, I think that it's um, it's a really brutal. It, it's going through a lot of brutal changes. You know, the the amount of viewers is just it, it's scary compared to what it was um, ten years ago, five years ago when there was real money in it and re, real careers to be made. And so, first of all, any kind of illusions about oh, I'll go and make it rich there you have to really disabuse yourself from, you know, and then if you want to proceed with it, you know, you have to do what everybody does. It's really humbling. You know, you have to write spec scripts. You have to write two spec scripts. You have to pick a show and then, or two shows, and write scripts for them and show that you can conform, basically. You know, a lot of people, especially literary people, feel like, oh, I'll just write this original script and it'll be filled with a lot of ideas and really wild, and I'll submit it, and they'll, they'll want to hire me in television. And that's not the case at all. Maybe it might make them interested to see if you can write a madman, a Madman, but mm-hmm. they don't want a madman filled with a lot of original ideas. They want to make sure that you can kind of be broken, you know, and, and, con, and conform to um, the, the very strict set of internal rules of any show.
0: Wow. And do you, do you think there's any hope for more shows like Mad Men or even Breaking Bad, these these shows that are really well written and creative and out there? I, or do you think we're going to see that go away?
2: Oh yeah, no. And, and, well, actually I th- I think that that is the future of television. I think the future of television is great shows that that very few people watch and there's not a lot of money in it. If if you know what I'm saying. It's like I I think the 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 days of the Cosby Show, or, or, you know, just pick hit mm-hmm. show, you know, Seinfeld or whatever you want to say with a huge amount of viewers. I think those days are over. But I think that the days of, yeah, of these great shows on cable, I mean, I, all the writers I know now who are the really big writers, they're working for cable or they want to work for cable. You want to work for FX or AMC or these, these uh, networks that are, or these, you know, these cable channels that are taking big risks. And so I think that yeah I think that there's a lot of really great stuff out there, and I think that uh, you know all of those all of those great shows are done by TV veterans. You know, they're people who have risen up through the ranks on really crappy shows, um, or some good shows, some crappy shows. Basically, really just risen up through the ranks, and then you write a show. It, it's, I mean, I I don't think that there are shows from some. Brilliant outsider who came in and just got a show on the air the first shot I just that doesn 't happen you know it it 's more that you have to rise up through the ranks and then and, and you 're a better writer than people think you would because you wrote for the Golden Girls or something you know or, or whatever it was, and you have to, a lot of talent but you your credits wouldn 't necessarily indicate that, but then you get a shot and you write a great show, and then yeah, there will be a lot of great shows on the air, but still again you know ask a, a, a new yorker writer great writer under 40 to write a madman you know it it, yeah. it really is it's putting it's tying their hands behind their back you know
1: right. sure i mean do you, based on your experience and, and you know, the experience of people you know in hollywood do you think that you know this the, the cable is kind of giving you know writers a little more freedom obviously the money is not the same as you know the broadcast you know uh, shows of old, but do you think it, it offers more creative freedom than, than maybe the the broadcasters used to, to give?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and in fact, I think that there is, you know, as much as kind of, uh, you know, the, the business is bad, the business model of it is. I mean, obviously, you can make a living and a good living. You know, I, I shouldn't be so blase about it, because I do mm-hmm. come from TV and <laughs> TV money, and for, you know, for publishing, it still is a lot of money if you get a, you know, a... A low-level job writing on cable, but uh, yeah, I, I really think that the renaissance these days in writing, you know, is is going on in, um, in in drama on cable. You know, I think that that's where the the really good stuff is happening, and and I think that that um, the cable, the people who run those cable networks are are giving people a lot more leeway there's a lot less kind of management involved so you're not getting all these layers of people giving notes and these people straight out of who knows where they came from who are just like don't know what their job is except to tell you to change stuff for no reason you know and they're Mm -hmm. terrified of their bosses and that's just what makes TV so terrible and kind of you know why everyone wants to leave it but I think in cable it's very different. I think that you write a great script and someone says, yeah, go for it. You know, you have a tiny budget, but go for it. Let's see what you can do. And so it's a real TV writer's dream.
0: Maria, it's so cool to have you on this show, this conversation. I, I could keep talking all day. I, <laughs> it's so fascinating to see this world that I really didn't know that much about. Um, but we're just about out of time. How can people find you online and check out the novel?
2: Oh, good. Well, I am online at www.MariaSemple.com. And so that's my website, MariaSemple.com. There's stuff about my novel there. And my next appearance is not until the fall. I'm doing the Bumbershoot Festival in Seattle, which will be a lot of fun. And actually, it uh, you know, I don't think that they've announced it, but I will announce it now, which mm. is I'm going to be on with. I'm going to be on with Steve Healy, who is, writes for 30 Rock and wrote um, How I Became... A famous novelist, um, with Simon Rich, you know, yeah. from Saturday Night Live, who, um, wrote a great new novel, Elliot Algadash, and, um, Seth Greenland, who's written some really funny novels, um, and writes for, um, Big Love. And so we're actually going to do a panel and a, and a day of kind of TV writers, funny TV writers and their comic novels.
0: That's so that's going to be a bumper shoot. That's excellent. So this conversation is not over then. People can continue it there. Um, yeah. It was so great to meet you, Maria. Um, thank you for coming on, and uh, we'll hopefully have you back for your next book.
2: Hey, thank you so much for having me. Have a good day. Cool down. Yeah.
0: Get the okay, slime off of you. Take okay, oh, great. I, no, I'm thinking I'm going to shower before <laughs> I do the rest of my blogging for the day. So.
2: Okay, All great. Right.
0: Okay, okay, everybody take care. tomorrow. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow. Until then, good morning and good luck.